up? Happy Thursday. Happy Thursday. We're back in the building with Listen Clearly. I'm your host, Stacy. It is Thursday, October 27th. We're here with episode six, What We Wish All Our Clients Knew. And we're going to have a treat for you guys. So I see all of the people joining in, not only on my live on IG, but on my special co-host is live and i'm happy that you're joining again this is listen clearly if you do not have listen clearly on your itunes or spotify podcast go ahead and go to spotify go to itunes and download the listen clearly podcast let's welcome kim mctorie improve your story (laughs) how are you good i'm I'm, happy to see you i'm happy to be here too (laughs) you look really good by the way it's a little weird i feel like there's people like eavesdropping on our conference because we talk so often (laughs) that this is kind of just feels like me talking to you but on record i want you to i want you to still feel like that though (laughs) i want you to still feel like it's just a regular conversation again this is listen clearly episode six what we wish all our clients knew actually is this episode six or episode seven Oh, Lord. Hey, Look, we seven. just moving right along. Seven, seven. <laughs> I was like, six don't sound right. I feel like I said six last I week. I came for the blessed number. Amen. Yes. The the number of completion. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so we move it to level two after we speak with you. Episode seven, what we wish our clients knew. So Kim McTory is a beautiful black queen that I met this year oh, while me. campaigning. Uh, she is a criminal defense attorney in the Houston Harris County area. And she is a former candidate for a judge in the 208th Criminal District Court. Yes. You see, I remember all yes, that like off the know, dome. right? <laughs> Originally from Tennessee. Yep. Yep. Early from Nashville. And we are going to get right into it. So before we get into the nitty gritty, I just want to ask you some quick questions. Tell the viewers what your zodiac sign is. Oh, I'm a Leo all day. Leo season, the the fire strong. That's why we get along. Yes, Libra it is. and Leo, right? Like I, I, yeah, air in the fire. Yep, it's just like, yep. <laughs> it fuels, it fuels each other. <laughs> okay, and and I would I would guess that your favorite color is red, but you have on purple lipstick. No, so what's yeah, your favorite color? My favorite color is actually green. Oh, like, we I talked just, about yeah, that. Yep, yeah, yep. I just you know I needed something to pop. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> Growing up, my favorite color was purple, but I feel like it was everybody's favorite color. But when I became an adult, I really started liking green. It was just, there was something about it. I don't I know love, if it was the nature. Like, I love forest green, which I, I remember when I got married, I wanted my bridesmaids' dresses to be that green, but my friend said that it looked like doo doo. So, <laughs> so I went with a different color. But, but at least your friends kept it real with you. I like green. I would have, I, like I would have wrote, if I was one of your bridesmaids, right. I would have put on the, the doo doo green dress. Yes, growth and, and, you know. Progress. All right. So um, as I told you, listeners, uh, Kim and I are both attorneys in the Houston Harris County area. Um, But Kim has been practicing a lot longer than me. Um, If I'm not mistaken, you went from undergrad to law school and Mm -hmm. then from there you went to practicing. So just tell us a little bit about that, your journey to being a criminal defense attorney. Well, um, so I'm the first in my family to ever go to college. So that was that in and of itself was a journey, um, but a a very fun journey. feel very blessed to have had supportive parents. I worked two jobs um, throughout college. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the things being a first generation college student that people don't tell you Mm -hmm. is like, if you have a plan to do anything after college, as Mm -hmm. far as graduate school or law school, Mm -hmm. you know, you got to really focus on on those grades. You Mm -hmm. really need to make sure you're taking the right classes that you have a support system. So while I was there in undergrad, I started a, um, I started a mentorship program called Sisters Inspiring Sisters, which I think it's always clicked so well, um, for first generation college students, just to kind of give them a support system and give them that guidance. Um, I had a very awesome, awesome professor. Her name was uh, Dr. Sandra Ardry, and she was one of the people that really pushed me to the front of the class. Anytime Mm -hmm. she would Mm -hmm. see me sitting in the back, she would immediately move me to the front. Mm -hmm. Anytime 
she would see me looking in the other direction, she would immediately call my name. Um, and she really gave me a great sense of of confidence and sense of belonging. Because mm-hmm. um, I think a lot of times when you're the first in your family to do something mm-hmm. or your first generation to do something, mm-hmm. you don't always you you sometimes question mm-hmm. whether or not you belong oh, in that space. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Some people call it imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was she was the first person that really came and grabbed me by mm-hmm. the chin, put my head up and said, hey, you belong here. Amen. And so if you want to pursue a career in law, go for it. Mm-hmm. So I um, I went on to law school at Belmont University as okay. a part of that charter class, which was a gamble in and of itself because it was a brand new law program. Mm-hmm. So we still were going through accreditation. But the cool thing about that is we were able to um, to blaze the trail. So, I mean, in, in theme and true character to me wanting to, you know, be being the first um, in my family going to college, we, I was a part of the first class that mm-hmm. went, that started that law oh, school. So we cool. were able to create the culture, create the programs. Um, from there, I, I had a very big interest in criminal law. Mm-hmm. At the time... Was there anything that you were exposed to or a situation you saw that was like, oh, I need to... Well, I think the the biggest thing for me, I know a lot of people, um, a lot of students, I'm sure you can attest to this, a lot of people go to law school with dreams of trying to to make a certain amount of money. And Mm -hmm. and for some people, it's about that. Mm -hmm. Um, But for me, it was about what career path can I take that is going to make a difference Mm -hmm. and that's going to give people a voice. Mm -hmm. Um, With I I come from a family where we would come from nothing. At one Mm -hmm. point in time, my family was... Uh, homeless. We mm-hmm. were living in a motel. My school mm-hmm. bus picked mm-hmm. me up, dropped me off at the motel. Mm-hmm. And I, I know what it feels like to not have a voice mm-hmm. or for people to look at you and have their minds made up about what your story is, about where mm-hmm. you come from and where you are going. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was important to me to put myself in a place that I can not only um, educate people mm-hmm. in the way that my my mentors have done for me, but also in a place where people can have a voice and where their stories can be heard. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was why I decided to go into law mm-hmm. and particularly trial law um, and, and particularly criminal law because mm-hmm. of so many of the injustices that we see. Oh, boy. Yeah. Um, I think being a criminal defense attorney has been on the forefront as of late. I think especially since 2020, right, when we saw what happened with George Floyd. It was yeah. just like... Whoa. And we already knew things were happening, but I think now it's just like the need for uh, good criminal defense attorneys and especially black ones um, is important because how I feel is everybody has a place. But when you you have mirrors and you have windows, Mm -hmm. people that don't look like you, they can still help you. And and you guys can grow from one another. But when you're a mirror to someone, right, when you see someone that maybe your same skin tone, your same Mm -hmm. race or ethnicity, same gender, it's like. I understand on a different level, yeah. and I think that's that's definitely a need that you're feeling, and I've seen you feel. I've seen <laughs> Attorney McTory in court, and all the judges love her. Mm-hmm. I've met some of her clients. The clients love her. The other attorneys love her, and she, she is a force to be reckoned with. She seems so sweet and so nice right here, right? She is a boss oh, in the courtroom. Well, okay. thank you. I appreciate that. So, you catch more bees with honey. Like uh, I, that, I mean, more flies with honey. That's been, been that my, is true. my motto. That is true. So what we're talking about today is what we wish our clients knew. So I get, and I'm sure you get, a lot of questions. Especially when people find out you passed the bar, they find out you licensed. Oh, well, can I ask you, I, my, my boyfriend uh, and my baby daddy got this and that. Can you, 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 you know, that, you, that text from the person you haven't yes. talked to in, in 10 years. And it's uh, like, do you realize I get paid place? to tell you the answer? <laughs> Why do you think I'm just supposed to tell you the answer? Do you mind if I pick your braid for a minute? Yeah. You, I don't yeah, mind. Yeah. You got 300 You know. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I should, I'm sure you get, you've yeah, been getting that. Um, Is there, like, 
as a start, one thing that has just been kind of occurring over and over and over again that may be like a myth or a misnomer or something that you see just from like lay people or people who may not have the knowledge about uh, criminal law that you wish you could just say, look, this is this. Um, you know, I think one thing that I see on a consistent basis um, in court every mm-hmm. day mm-hmm. and also even on shows like First 48. Oh, Lord. Silence <laughs> is golden. If I can't tell my clients anything else, silence mm-hmm. is golden. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of times we've been taught, you know, honesty is the best policy. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, in, in a criminal situation or in a situation mm-hmm. where you're being brought in for questioning. Sure. It is it is a police officer's it is law mm-hmm. enforcement's job to mm-hmm. prove that case. That's right. They, they get paid. Their burden. They get paid to do that. So there's no need for us don't to do give that it for to them. them. That's right. So don't. So I I have a lot of clients that will try to. Um, well, I just wanted to. I thought if I told them, they would you know help me. Yeah, out. they're scared. Or, yeah, yeah and and a lot of times it, the the best thing you can do is say nothing at all. Mm-hmm. Like don't don't fight your case on the side of the road. Mm-hmm. Fight your case in court later mm-hmm. on, and that's that's, that's the good. biggest takeaway I can tell my clients. That's good, especially um, for up. for young for younger <laughs> people too, right? Yeah. It's just like. They shouldn't really be asking you much without your attorney present anyway. And I feel like just say you want your lawyer present, even if you don't know who the lawyer is yet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then you better get on the phone and, and, and figure I think, something and out. And one thing where there's there's two extremes to that, right? Like there's some I know that there are some clients that are like, well, I wasn't gonna talk to, I wasn't gonna tell them anything. I do want to clear up one misconception: sure. is you do still have to, if you are asked your name. Or your right. date of birth, you do still have to provide that information. Right. But outside of your name, your date of birth, and mm-hmm. and possibly them asking for some type mm-hmm. of identification, mm-hmm. you don't have to have a discussion about mm-hmm. where you're on your way to, where you're right. headed, um, what you got in the backseat of the car, where you're coming that from. Because they can create something out of nothing. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I think for me, it's just like silence is golden, like what you said too. Um, silence is golden. Um, and even times there's officers that will harmlessly say, you know, we're investigating a case. We'd like for you to come down and answer some questions. You're not a su- you. you're not a suspect. You're not yeah. you're not the target of our investigation. Yeah. No, yeah, that's it's a trap. That's a trap. So don't don't <laughs> don't say nothing unless you have yeah. a lawyer sitting next to you or mm-hmm. unless you have have spoken with someone professionally i think for me the one thing that i kept seeing because i just started taking uh, court appointments i know you've been uh, taking them a little longer is that don't evade like don't run i yeah. know sometimes yeah. people will tell a fake name or they'll show a fake idea or they'll give a fake birthday thinking that it's really something and it's not yeah sometimes it's okay to say your name but yeah. if you run <laughs> you're making it, it worse creates a, yeah it creates. yeah so i've seen i've seen a lot of uh, my clients are just people with evading arrest charges and i'm like well what happened Oh well, I mean, I ain't have my ID, so yeah. I just we just got scared. We all jumped out the car and ran. Okay, you see, <laughs> and and the thing with that too is that even though there is so much truth behind the fear that mm-hmm. young black men and, sure. and just young black people in general, the, the fear that we feel when you are uh, sometimes approached by an officer, there's so much truth in that. However, that's not something that a jury is is it's, right. it's not a legal defense, so right. it's not something that a it's jury only is a necessarily going to sympathize. It might mitigate with. like yeah. the consequences, but if you ran, you ran. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. even when you're yeah. talking about the the mirror versus like a, a mirror a window, versus yeah. a window. Like for, for me as an African-American attorney, I can understand that right. because I've, I've have felt that. And I don't right. think I know any that I don't think I've had a male in my family that has not at some point in time had a gun pulled out on them. Right. Um, so I can understand that, but you know, the, the judge might not feel the same way. Mm-hmm. 12 strangers yeah. on a jury may not feel that because that's not something that they personally experience. I've had a, a DA tell me, oh, yeah, I understand due to this climate how he could have felt. But 
No. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm trying to, you know, we try to negotiate. And, and you something. have, you have the people that often say, well, if you weren't doing anything wrong, then why did you run? Like that's immediately, yeah. there's an assumption mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. because you were running, you mm-hmm. had to have been doing something. Mm-hmm. And that's not always the, that's not always the case. It's not always the case too, because me, when I've gotten pulled over, I get scared yeah. and I'm not even doing anything. I'm yeah. just driving. And then I get pulled when over, my hands will start shaking. I'm like, oh shit. When I was a prosecutor, I still was yeah. like, is this no pass for that? Yeah. Like I, I started as a prosecutor because I felt like there was such a big need for diversity mm-hmm. on that end of things. Because mm-hmm. oftentimes those are the people that can make the decisions. That's those right. are the people that That's can right. decide, you know, how to proceed forward with the case or whether there's probable cause for a case. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, wanted to be in that particular position to hopefully make a, a positive impact there. But yeah, even as a prosecutor, I, I didn't, I, I could get it too. So, yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> so right. I was still, you know, nervous about that. So, uh, something else I want to talk about, which I know you have great knowledge on and attorney Victoria has actually been helping me with this is retainer fees. Let's talk a little bit about that. Okay. So a lot of times, and I, I, I Reta- talking about retainer fees is like talking about tithes and offerings. Child, like, we yeah, gonna, no, nobody wants to go. Nobody wants to go there. <laughs> we have to talk about it a little bit. So I mean, I, I, I have a, a few more family clients, and we're wrapping up their cases. But I mainly uh, practice criminal defense as well. And when people are asking you. Well, how much you charge? This is a situation I'm like, okay, felony or misdemeanor, right? We already know that felonies are the more serious offenses. Mm-hmm. And you say the number, and it's like, damn, yeah. for what? Yeah. For why? Can you just walk the guest through why a retainer fee might be 2500 ranging up to like ten or 20000 Can you just explain like how that money yeah. breaks down? And, and, you know, you, you get what you pay for. And That's I think right. a lot of times that – your freedom and your liberty is not necessarily something you want to skim on. Mm-hmm. Um, that That's the most important mm-hmm. thing that you have is your freedom sure. and your liberty. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times um, as much of an advocate as I am, as mm-hmm. much as I want to help out my community, I sure. think people sometimes forget that, you know, all of you us have, have, bi- all yeah. of us have mm-hmm. bills. All, right. I, we have three children. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we all have, have things that we have to pay for. But as far as what that covers is it covers the time that the attorney is spending on that case. Mm-hmm. You can pay less for an attorney who's going to flip through it real quick and be like, well, you know, I think you might want to just go ahead and take a plea. Mm-hmm. Or you can hire someone who's going to be thorough, who's going to actually watch the body cam videos, right. who's going to actually read through the report the court settings take a long time mm-hmm. getting the evidence from the prosecutor a lot mm-hmm. of times um, one thing that's interesting about here in texas is they will oftentimes take case they'll accept charges on a case yeah, without the evidence being fully it's not, it's, it's not there i yet. have a case um we've been we have outstanding evidence it's been two years yeah. it's like yo yeah. drop this and, you can't and, find and it they'll <laughs> say it exists within the police report mm-hmm. but you know you you it takes you months and months to get mm-hmm. it. And I think a lot of times some I've had some clients that will still try to rush through that process. But those things are gems like some of that evidence that when it does come in, those are the things that end up getting you over That's right. based off of something that the officer said on a recording that they didn't that they forgot was on. So right. you do need all the evidence. And unfortunately, um, our system, although it is meant to be innocent until proven guilty. Unfortunately, a lot of times it's guilty until proven innocent. And I will have a client that is telling me exactly how the, the events took place and they're giving me their, their, um, their version of the events. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately 
a lot of times a, a prosecutor or a judge is not going to necessarily take a client at their word. So we need the evidence and we need those body cam recordings right. to corroborate what they're saying happened. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. so tell me a little bit about your experience transitioning from being a prosecutor to being a defense attorney. Because sometimes I feel like, and this I've never been a prosecutor, <laughs> sometimes I feel like prosecutors like hold on to cases that are just... I don't want to say meaning, meaningless or pointless because you do want to keep the community safe. But it's like, why do we have this case again? Why are we here? So can you talk a little bit about the difference? I think for me, um, I think the biggest transition came from maturity. Okay. And I think a lot of times when you're in a certain environment, kind of like if, if I sat and watched one particular network all day or I sat and talked to only a person with this point of view all day, you get inundated with that, that mm-hmm. you start to – to find to to think that to be truth to be the gospel mm-hmm. truth and i think as as i got older and you know coming from where i come from you understand that things is the, everything is not black and white there's mm-hmm. gray areas everywhere and mm-hmm. usually if something has happened there's a why to why mm-hmm. it happened um i do think everybody deserves to be in a community where they feel safe and yeah. everybody deserves to you know be able to to walk outside your kids should be able to play outside mm-hmm. but at the same time, the same way that my clients make mistakes, officers make mistakes sure. too. And so there are things that are, are incorrect or reported incorrectly in, in police reports. And so for me, it was about um, a, a lot of times there would be a why, but if you don't have an attorney that is bold enough to speak for you or right. that cares enough to speak for you and to right. speak your truth, your side of the story is never told. Mm-hmm. So it all, they all the prosecutors and the judges are going off of mm-hmm. is what's right there in a the police report. Mm-hmm. And so for me, the, 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 telling people stories and making sure people had a voice was That's the good. reason why That's I good. wanted to transition. So as I told the listeners, and by the way, if you just joined, Oh, thank you. Someone said strong black women. Thank you. <laughs> hey, Styles. Um, this is episode seven of listen. Clearly I have the wonderful attorney Kim McTory here. We're talking about what we wish every client knew. Um, we're having a good conversation. Um, you've had experience being a prosecutor. You have experience being a defense attorney. And this year you made or you took the leap of faith of running for judge. Right. So just from a not from an attorney standpoint, but just from a human standpoint, what made you want to run for judge? From a human standpoint, I think it was how can I have an even greater impact on my community? Mm -hmm. And I feel like oftentimes judges are in a position are in such a great position to make the right decision. Mm -hmm. And you really need people that truly that you need people that have had some life experience to make those decisions. Mm -hmm. And I think Mm -hmm. a lot of times when you've lived in a glass box or you lived a sheltered life, you don't necessarily always understand Mm -hmm. the realities Mm -hmm. of the people that are walking into the courtroom Mm -hmm. and you, you need people like that in leadership positions that are on the bench. I've, you know, part, part throughout my campaign, I was able to share my story a little bit, but you know, I have had family members that have um, died at the hands of gun violence Mm -hmm. and that have, you know, been victims of domestic domestic abuse. But I've also had family members that have been wrongfully convicted that Mm -hmm. have been in and out of um, in and out of, of a cyclical criminal justice system. Mm -hmm. And so I think having someone that understands that at the end of the day, these are not cases. These are people. That's right. It's so important. So That's y'all right. make sure and speaking of that is early voting. Please vote. Right I, voted I voted yesterday. I voted yesterday. I mean, like okay. keep in mind safety, but also keep in mind due process. Like yeah. we, you, we can't forget that yeah. um, in, in our efforts to keep yeah. our community safe. So let's talk a little bit about, as you say, you just ran for judge. Let's talk about what the judge has power to do in a criminal case versus what a DA 
has power to do in a criminal case. That a lot of times, I have point. clients, I have yeah. people, well, can the judge drop the case? Yeah. Or can the DA? Yeah. And it's yeah. like, wait, 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 yeah. well, that's really the DA. Yeah. That's really the judge. So can you kind of just, that, that not, is in a, not in a, like a super like attorney yeah. way, but just yeah. basic, the, like the DA the does the this, day, the, judge the Yeah, at the end of the day, the only way that a case can get resolved, it can get resolved one or two ways. Mm-hmm. The prosecutor can make you an offer and we find an agreement and we come up with an offer or they can file a dismissal. Mm-hmm. The judge can't necessarily say, I, 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 this case is stupid. I'm going to dismiss That's it. They don't key. have heard the that? authority. Stop asking, can the judge dismiss and the stop, case? And don't don't <laughs> write the judge any letters because that right. stuff gets filed right. and the prosecutors go through and they read that and they pick That's it good. apart. That's so good. you have to have an attorney that you trust right. um, that can pick apart the case because at the end of the day, it's not about, uh, unfortunately, I hate saying this, but at the end of the day, it's not about whether you did it or didn't do it or if you're innocent mm-hmm. or it's mm-hmm. whether or not they can prove it. That's right. And so you need an attorney that is going to come in and, and pick it apart and see whether or not they can prove the case. But the judge, yeah, like you said, the judge does not have the authority to just dismiss the case. They can look at things as far as like the search, like if the search was bad mm-hmm. or if there wasn't probable cause, I like sometimes yeah. they can suppress evidence in the case, but even them suppressing that yeah. evidence doesn't necessarily mean yeah. that the case is going to get dismissed because yeah. even still the prosecutor has to say, okay, without this evidence, I can't prove my case. Yeah. So it all goes back to can they prove the case? And they still would have to file a dismissal. Y'all hear her talking smart about this? All right. Y'all getting these jams? Okay. <laughs> Y'all better be taking notes. Get your iPad note out and write down the stuff. Let's talk about probable cause. Um, where does probable cause come in in a case? Um, you said the judge can find or not find probable cause. For the listeners, what does that mean? When you find probable cause or you don't find probable cause? So probable cause is, is there enough there for us to think that you committed a crime? Is there an, enough evidence to, for us to think you committed a crime? Not, can we prove it beyond a reasonable doubt? Because probable right. cause, a lot of times people think, well, they, they said there's no probable, I don't think there was probable cause. Probable cause is not a heavy burden. Like it's finding not, yeah. a person guilty is, but probable cause is, is there enough here for us to have arrested you? Mm-hmm. And that's it. Like yeah. that's, that's the end of, of, of probable cause. And once there is, that's when the prosecutor then kicks into they have to figure out if they can prove it beyond a reasonable mm-hmm. doubt. And I want to, um, it is early voting. I want to shout out any and all of the judges that I may be friends with on uh, social media. Good job on finding probable cause or not finding probable mm-hmm. cause when nothing is there because I've been in different counties where it's just like, yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Probable cause is not really a thing. But what I've seen, especially in the misdemeanor courts in Harris County, they're like, no. Nah. There's yeah. no probable cause. And they're willing to stand up and say, no, nah, we're and, not we're And not I think a big part of that, too, with clients, too, because I know sometimes there may be other violations that you felt are other. Um, there may be other civil rights that you felt like were violated during a stop. But probable cause is literally just so for every case, a, a, a prosecutor has to prove certain elements of the case. Sure. So let's say in evading, you have to prove that it happened in Harris County. They were evading um, a lawful arrest. And it was this person. All they're doing in probable cause is reading off if enough of those el- if there's enough there for some for those elements to be. Present. They don't have to prove the elements. Right. They don't but have to prove the elements according at that to time. the report or that initial yeah. that initial statement. And it's, could and it it's also happened. not a time for you to necessarily defend your case because right. I've I had a lot of clients that will be like, well, you didn't say this. That's not the, the proper forum for sure. that because the judge at that point isn't trying. The judge or the prosecutor you can't say at that anything point, to make the judge. And say you don't yes want to no. you don't want to give anybody like I silence is golden. You That's don't want right. to give anybody any additional information mm-hmm. that can be used mm-hmm. some stuff you want to hold on to <laughs> yeah um let's talk about silence is golden um i heard an attorney say um it should be it should be wrong for uh people to put their clients on the stand during trial 
just plead to just just remain silent. What do you think about that? Putting your client on the stand during the trial. You know, I think that's a it's a strategic thing. There's a tactical decision that comes into play as far as if you want to put your client on you put your your client on the stand. The benefit of doing that is if you have a client who um who is able to to clearly articulate what happened and is able to is credible or that or sure. someone who the jury will will deem to be credible. Mm-hmm. And sometimes unfortunately perception is re- sometimes perception is is what juries take as reality right. or they will have a a perception of how they think a person is based mm-hmm. on what they look like. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's not necessarily the the best decision. Or for example, if you have a client that in this particular case, you know that they did not do this, um, that they are innocent. It, they, they were charged with the theft. However, they have a history of 10 thefts and they just right. got off for a theft. Even though six they may be ago. innocent, and they on, may this be innocent yeah. on this one. However, putting them on the stand it opens the door to some of those past crimes. Mm-hmm. And not everything is admissible and not everything comes in. There's there's legal rules behind all that. But sometimes you don't want to put your, your client at risk by putting mm-hmm. them on the stand. But um, I think at the end of the day, it's every lawyer's job to, um, at the end of the day, it's the client's decision. Mm-hmm. Hopefully you have a lawyer that you trust and you trust your lawyer enough to know that whatever advice they're giving you, they're giving it to you from a professional standpoint mm-hmm. and they have your best interest at mm-hmm. heart. But at the end of the day, if, if you want to get up and tell your story, you can. My job as your attorney is to not necessarily tell you what you want to hear, <laughs> but to tell you yeah, the yeah, truth yeah. of what it of what the possible outcomes could be. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, so I can see why sometimes, you know, it's important to get up and tell your side of the story because you have some jurors. I think we we were on a trial together. Mm-hmm. We sat on a trial together mm-hmm. where there was a jury that was like, well, if if they don't testify then I'm I don't think they're guilty. I'm gonna think they're why, guilty. why you don't want to say nothing and that's, because that's their right yeah and though and there's some people that think in that way you got to get rid of those people at jury selection mm-hmm. but there are people that that feel that way mm-hmm. but there's there's pros and cons yeah that's good um there's uh one other thing I want to discuss as it relates to uh court appointed attorneys that I want to shed some light on um I've heard a lot of the public defenders don't care. Court-appointed attorneys don't care. They have a 1,000 cases. They're not bothering with me. They're not really working hard. So this was my first year taking court appointments. I know you've done it a little longer than me. Woo! Yeah. I mean, but the thing is, right, I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I like it. I do take it very serious, and I'm yeah. saying that, you know, yeah. I take it very – and I know you do. It's obvious yeah. that you do. So what do you have to say to those people out there who just, I ain't getting no court-appointed attorney. They don't care about me. They don't care about my case. Like – with you being there's, a court appointed there's attorney. There's good and bad everything. Yeah. There's going to be, you know, there's in every profession there are are people that are great at their That's profession right. and there are people that are ter- are terrible at their mm-hmm. profession. Um I think that it is a common misconception that all court appointed attorneys are all public defenders are overworked or don't right. care about their cases because that's not that's, that's not, not true, true. Mm-hmm. like that's not necessarily true and also in texas in fact you have to have been practicing for a certain amount of time mm-hmm. before you can even be qualified right. to be a court appointed attorney or you have to have um tried so many cases before mm-hmm. you can be qualified mm-hmm. to be a court appointed attorney so for me personally i do re- i take retained cases but i do court appointed cases as a way to make sure that People that can't just because you can't afford attorney doesn't mm-hmm. mean you end up with a crappy one. Right. So really, that's my way of giving back to my community mm-hmm. is making sure that whether you pay, whether you pay me or whether the state pays me, you're going to get the same type of zealous advocate that's going to come in and fight mm-hmm. for you that's no good. matter what. That's and I, I, I hate that that's a, a misconception. But y'all, I always give shut people down when I hear yeah, that. Give your yeah. court appointed attorneys a chance. Yeah. Um, all 
Any good lawyer is busy. Any good lawyer has yeah. a lot of clients. So whether you, you, you pay shouldn't be them blowing up your lawyer phone anyway. <laughs> whether you pay them or not, like if if you have a lawyer that has a whole bunch of free time on their yeah. hand, they're not there working. They're chilling. Yeah, working. there might yeah. be a reason for that. So yeah. like you know. So I think I've loved uh, taking court appointments so far because I see that people think because you're in a jam that you're a criminal. Okay, if that's mm-hmm. how you think, fine, but that's not always the case. These are real people with real-life situations who might just have gaps or societal gaps or institutional gaps that just need fixing. Um, and I'll tell a story about uh, one court-appointed case I had. The lady was just stealing. She had a couple of thefts or something like that, and she was like, look, I can't read. So I just can't, I can't even apply for jobs because I can't read. I can't even really fill out the application. I was doing some lawn work or some stuff outside, but I hurt my knee. So I can't do the work outside anymore. So how am I going to eat? That's a real story. Yeah. yeah. Like, how could you, like, how could you turn your, <laughs> turn away from something like that? Right. So I've enjoyed being able to be the voice for uh, people in situations. I agree. Like and that. I, and I, I'm, I'm sure it's probably been your experience mm-hmm. too. It saddens me when I have clients that say, Thank you so much for listening. Wow, you're court appointed yeah. and you no, it yeah. should not be like yeah. that. Like I, I hate that that has been so many people's experience. Mm-hmm. Um they so many people have had negative experiences mm-hmm. with court that they're surprised right. when you when you treat when it, you treat it mm-hmm. with dignity and respect. Mm-hmm. And that should be that's that's a given. That should yeah. be it, it it saddens me to see that. So I'm I'm glad that that you know we're working to break that misconception mm-hmm. and yeah. break that stereotype. Now, I will say, um, and this will be the last thing we'll talk about in terms <laughs> of court appointments, that something has saddened me, and I know you've seen it too, where I'll have, like, a, a lot of court appointments, and probably 85 to 90% of them is, like, mental health issue, mental health mm-hmm. issue, mental health issue. And I'm like, in Harris County, again, I'm shout-out to Harris County. They have been doing some innovative things to kind of bridge that gap, but mm-hmm. it is insane how many of these clients of ours are dealing with mental health issues, and those are the issues that land them in yeah. jail. Yeah, can you the talk whole a little case bit about that? originated yeah. from mental. Health. Yeah, I mean, I I wish there was a solution to that <laughs> to that problem. I'm like, it is. It really is a large portion of our client base, and I think, mm-hmm. um, I think the biggest, the the only possible solution or, or possible way to make any progress in that respect is for people to really start discussing please, mental health and please. to start taking it seriously. Please. Like when people are, you know, when people are acting in a way that isn't particularly mm-hmm. of normal or, or of their care, well, I wouldn't say normal. There is no, no normal I got what you're saying. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. but if you see someone acting in a way that is, that is not how they typically act instead of us playing it off as, oh, that's crazy so-and-so, yes. or, you know, Uncle oh, so-and-so, he's Lord. just crazy. Like, it's that it's not something that mm-hmm. we should be joking about because, yeah, it does end up landing landing people in situations mm-hmm. where they're coming in contact with law enforcement. And they don't want to own up to the issues that they may have either. I remember a client, she was dealing with, some, I don't know the specific issue she had. I can't remember off the top of her head, but she was all right. She couldn't remember what year or what month it was, mm-hmm. you know, and – Again, I feel like some of the people are just like, well, and I'm like, no, no, no. She's sitting in jail. Yeah. This is not helping her with her yeah. mental health issue, right? But in this particular case, she had to voluntarily say, I'll go get this rehab or this treatment. And she was like, no, I'm not doing it. I want to be out. And yeah. I'm like, but being out ain't going to help you. Yeah. You're going to be right back it's here like, in the mom. It month. takes a village. Like, it's truly, like, you <sighs> really have to have a community and, and relationships mm-hmm. and people around you that care. I think we've mm-hmm. kind of, we've lost that in, yeah. in COVID and, you know, everything being digital and texting. And I mean, it's, 
we we gotta check on each other. Please, we, we really gotta to check on each and other. And especially for like, I mean, all people, but especially people who are in Latinx communities and Black communities or just people in minority groups. I don't think we discuss like, if you have low anxiety, that's all right. If you're feeling sad, that's okay. Mm-hmm. If you if something is going on or a friend or a family member has something going on, take them to get seen about mm-hmm. so it won't be an issue anymore because there are a lot of our brothers and sisters that are incarcerated really for no reason when they really just need some yeah. rehabilitation. So for all the people, thank you for joining in. Yes. Sleep the King, how thank you doing? You so Richard much, Lowe. We're not done. No. <laughs> this is episode <laughs> seven of Listen Clearly, what we wish our clients knew. We've talked a lot about what we wish you guys knew. I hope you took some gems. But I do have to ask you about one more thing. All right. All right. So, two of my favorite rappers, and I don't mean to be cliche, but I got to talk about this. Two of my favorite rappers, Jeffrey, a.k.a. Young Thug, mm-hmm. and Gunna, are currently incarcerated in Fulton County in my hometown of Atlanta, Georgia, um, for RICO charges. Um, apparently, you know, there's some alleged gang activity happening. They're a part of it, blah, blah, blah. They're set to go to trial in January. Um they're incarcerated based on some quote-unquote evidence from music lyrics. All right. So just tell me your take. And it doesn't have to necessarily be from a legal standpoint. It could be your personal take or a legal take. What do you think about that? You know, you, using music lyrics or using artistry to find probable cause in a case or use it as evidence I hate in a case. that. Like, mm-hmm. I, I feel like, I mean, it, it – we should, if we truly have freedom of expression, mm-hmm. and it's, I mean, it's its art. And right. I think that if someone were to, I, I, I just, I, I hate that. Yeah. Like, I think that's something that's so, it's such a, such a weak thing. But mm-hmm. it is also the, the takeaway mm-hmm. and the lesson to be learned from that is just, y'all be careful what you're putting on social media and True. things like that. Because I've, I've had a lot of clients that have gotten caught up on, on Instagram Same, posts yeah, and Instagram yeah. stories where um you know it it could be a fake gun but you know the the, know. the wrong part yeah somebody's gonna take it and run with it mm-hmm. and whether you get off um whether you end up eventually getting the case getting dismissed and right. the case getting thrown out you've now spent two time years just time there. money mm-hmm. lost a job lost a home fighting this mm-hmm. um it, but i'm i don't i don't I'm know i don't feel about like that, you right? can yeah i don't feel like you should blame yeah you know, blame yeah the i'm confused either, about that because so. for me I mean, I'm not posting every single thing on social media, but I'm pretty active. You yeah. know, I'm trying to get into this creative lifestyle. <laughs> but so I don't know whether to tell clients, like, hey, don't post that. Or, like, yeah. live your life. Like, yeah. Ah, yeah. Tough. I feel like live your life, but if you have an open case. No, if you have an open case, you need to, or, you don't need to live your life. Yeah, and or or just, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. It's I, That's a hard one, Stacey. That's I, tough. I, have, I, don't, I don't have... And and especially like for a DA, uh, Fonnie Willis, uh, right, who swore me in, actually, the DA in Fulton County who brought these charges actually swore me in to the bar. And I look at her and I'm like, oh, man, because I know she has this fierceness about her and this strength about her. And I've met her and I've I've been with her and she's a great person. She's a good person. I know that people in Fulton County really care, just like Harris County, care about their safety. Think about the older people or the, or the small children yeah. in the county, right? They deserve protection. We all deserve protection, but art is art, like you said. Yeah. So it's just like being in her shoes. It's like- and I think people got to keep in mind, too, the same way that that 
my clients are doing stuff for clout on it. There's a lot of attorneys that are taking cases and filing charges and, and oh, yeah. for clout. You know, oh, yeah, I mean, there's yeah. a lot of people. It's, it's midterm elections. So sure. there's a lot. I mean, so sure. it's. It's crazy. Everybody's out here trying to uh, do it for the gram. Yeah, especially in Harris (laughs) County. um, There's like this debate on certain people being on the bench because they're making Harris County so unsafe. It's just a lot going on. But I I wanted to bring you on the show to just shed a little light on what it's like to be an attorney and what we wish everybody knew when they need counsel. So I guess are there any parting words that you have to say for people when they're thinking about not even just criminal defense, just yeah. just attorneys in general, just something that you wish everybody had in the back pocket in the event that. I guess in my two takeaways, mm-hmm. one, just always stay focused and, and keep in mind your long-term goals, mm-hmm. even when making a decision about a case, sure. because a lot of times people have past, past things following them that they didn't do, but they were so tired and short-sighted in what they were looking sure. at that they took it just to get it over with. Mm-hmm. So y'all keep in keep in mind play play the long game in all in all things and keep in mind what your end game is. And then also I think the other takeaway that I tell my clients is that there is there's life after jail. There's life yeah. after conviction. Yeah. Um I just had a client reach out to me um last uh, last month that got into um, U of he got into no not U of H which school UT UT yeah he got into UT after having some some criminal convictions but he had such a great um, statement and he's he starts he's fifty eight years old oh. going back to school um, to go get his bachelor's That's degree awesome. so there's there's life after this I think just take everything and, and all the things that you go through as lessons. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't believe in losses, but I believe mm-hmm. in lessons. And those are things that you sure. grow from and you become stronger from. Amen. So <laughs> make these test testimonies, y'all. Amen. Amen. And uh, I want to thank you thank for you. your service to Harris County. I want to thank you for being on the Listen Clearly podcast. It has been fantastic. This has My been episode pleasure. seven of uh listen clearly what we wish every client knew we have some people on instagram live who are asking questions i'm sorry oh wow i set my phone up in in an odd spot oh no it's okay (laughs) hey y'all hey hey kim's followers you got four people online someone says i posted something on facebook in 2014 and it cost me two hundred twenty one thousand dollars that i'm still paying for to this day oh wow oh okay this is from I think it's I body guy, I B D Y G D. I'm sorry that that happened. Yeah. Um, I'll say social media is a slippery slope, man. Cause I mean, like for me, I try to use it to obviously post a podcast. I'll post just some artistic videos and stuff like that. But yeah, it's personal like, stuff. It's hard. I don't know. Sometimes it never, it never goes it's away. It's tough because there are certain influencers and artists that have been very personal and candid and vulnerable on these social media platforms and made their money off of it. They've made mm-hmm. their entire careers based on, I'm going to tell you everything about my life. Yeah. So I can't really, I can't really say don't do that. But like attorney Victoria said, you just have to be really careful yeah. and really mindful. And like she said, again, it might not even be anything, but people are misconstrue something. You can use a song just Oh yeah, I broke up. Or oh, that's how you feel. Yeah. Uh, oh, you yeah. don't talk to that person. It's just like mm-hmm. I just like. Or, or you post about something people think is about them. Or oh, like it's yeah, it's things get misconstrued. Jeez, right? In the digital world. So so I'm sorry that that happened to you. I'm I, I I'm not gonna tell you to not live your life, right? Because we're what we're talking about is freedom. Mm-hmm. So you should be free. But as soon as you post something, 
correct me if I'm wrong, it goes to the Library of Congress, which mm-hmm. is there. Yeah. Even if you delete yeah. it later. Yeah. Uh, too late. As Even if the account is gone later. It's still there. Yeah, it's there. So just keep that in mind. Um, I know sometimes we post things on social media out of you want to send somebody a subliminal message or how you're feeling at the time or whatever. I'm not going to tell you not to do that. But I'm just, a big journaler. I know that's kind of yeah. old school, but sometimes you just take it and write it down in a journal. It's a little Please, bit safer. Put it in a diary. It. Or like if you're feeling away, right, whether it's like extreme anger or extreme sadness, just wait a minute. Just like wait. Yeah. Because I have a 24-hour rule about it. Like, I don't good. send an email. I won't send a text. I need to do that. Until I sleep. You got to sleep on it. You got to sleep on it. And then you usually wake up. And you're like, all and right. And you're like, yeah, okay, okay. I, I, I need to do that. Cool. I need to do that. So, so, yeah. So, thank you for your candor. I really appreciate it. And I will say that you'll make that money back up. You'll, you'll make that money. Thank you, Rhetoric Jones, for joining. And Samoya, Built for hey, Business. Y'all. It's Karen Robinson joining. Hey. Hey, hey mommy. <laughs> This has been episode seven of Listen Clearly, uh, what we wish our clients knew. Uh, Some takeaways I've heard us talk about. Don't shortchange your attorneys. As you can see, uh, she's a wealth of knowledge. So if she asks you for 10 racks to defend you, she worth it. She worth more. (laughs) So don't ask her why is it so high. That's her price, okay? Um, I've heard you say a lot of things about Try to be discreet with what you're posting. I would say live your life, but discretion is key. Silence is golden. I definitely heard that. I understand that sometimes we want to tell the truth, and it's good to tell the truth, but sometimes you don't have to say anything. That's not saying that you're a liar just because you're not saying anything. Silence is golden. I would always say Attorney McTory is here. Um, always have an attorney kind of in your Rolodex or in your phone book or somebody you can readily think of. If it's not me, it will definitely be uh, Kim is one mm-hmm. not just for criminal defense issues but maybe you want to start a business maybe you want to write a will uh, maybe you need a divorce or maybe you need a name change i mean the list goes on please just always have somebody you can call on that's just a great rule of thumb and i heard people say you should always keep retaining money in the savings account <laughs> you never know <laughs> you i never need to know. practice that you never know <laughs> so it's been a pleasure talking to you thank you until next time or do you want to ask me something to say anything thank you no, you no i just want to tell you thank you so much <laughs> mm-hmm. for inviting me to come and, mm-hmm. and use this platform to speak and educate people about some of their rights i appreciate you friends yes but w- before we get off i forgot to say, say one thing Attorney McTory is a, a, a slick celebrity on social media, okay? What? What'd you say? You have the funniest, <laughs> like, reels. I'm like, she's funny. Well, she an actor. Oh, and that's why baby yeah. Clark is, is going into acting because yes, her mom yes, was first an actress, is right? I'm looking at her reels, and they're, like, yes, getting thousands of... Me, please. It's, she's yeah. getting thousands of likes. I'm like, yes, friend. <laughs> yes, and it, they're really good and really Thank funny. You. So, please, where can we find you on social media? So, you can find me on Instagram at at she's underscore my underscore lawyer so at she's underscore my underscore lawyer and on facebook it's just at she's my lawyer all right so i hope all of you heard that she's underscore my underscore lawyer and on facebook she's my lawyer she is funny you will not be disappointed (laughs) she should uh, be able to get several followers after this call I've paid 10000 already and won't mind paying it again to get this matter resolved. Oh, you might have got a client on this. Clearly, look at that. Look hey, at that. DM me. DM she's <laughs> underscore my underscore lawyer. She says she's happy to talk with you. Until next time, this has been Listen Clearly, Episode 7 with Kim Victoria. Bye. Good night, guys. <laughs>
Yo. Tell me up a little everything bit, man. And everything that we do is uh, You up in here with the Juice Boys. You feel me? No I go Z. by Lucky Seven. I go by Z Real. Yeah. We over here with that boy Bird. King Bird, you feel me? Uh-huh. Everywhere I go. Yeah. I'm just gonna let you know. Check me out, say. Huh. What's up, Lucky? What's up, Lucky? I remember when I was little, mama left me on the porch. Uh-huh. Daddy didn't love me, I guess he didn't have a choice. Had the neighbors pick me up and then they put me in sports. I grew, I grew up, up and started hustling and I didn't have it. Uh-huh. My old man told me, boy, you, you better, better learn your lesson. Man. You gotta give, you better go ahead and use it. I was just a youngin' out here fooling at the club, being reckless. Uh-huh. Good, got the Cali uh-huh. and go flexing up. I got money in my bank account, money on a different road. No, I had to hit the lick, bow. I had to take them every praying every single day. Feel like I be running and these times I'm be wasting it. Mine I be spacing when I wake up every single day. I hope I don't forget my faith. I'm Golden Gates, I hope I don't forget me. I never ever took that play. Now a nigga facing case. Now when I'm a shout and I'm a star singing amazing hey Every day I wake, I gotta live like it's my last day. My come up wasn't quick, I didn't give away here the fast way. Chapter 23, and I'm way too far from the last page. Can't let nobody take me. I know I ain't going that way. I ain't going for nothing. People steady trying to piss me off Always pushing my buttons And now they see me buzzing They come around all of a sudden If you come around that get tough We gon' show you that we ain't bluffing On this side I used to 
to keep my click tied. Uh, if you ain't got your head straight, you dead weight, you, you big fry. fry. I had to get my bread straight this leg day, I'm, I'm big time. And I'm so glad I kept straight and ain't fell bait today. I used to run a ride, big but I ain't rolling no big dime. Yeah, I just wanna get my money up and I'ma put my team on. And if they tired, I'ma wake them up with the wrong one to sleep on. And if they talking down, we gon' shut them up with the wrong one to speak on. I can't wait to say that we on. What's up, bird? R.I.P. my granny, she made a G out of me. She woke me on my sleep and showed me that she was a C. All I could see was her feet by the sink. My heart sink. Couldn't blink, couldn't think, saying, How could this be? But Mary with the slice, so I'm gon' shine this world, lead these boys and girls. This to the light here, gon' blind them. When they tryna confine them, tryna cross us out like Jesus. Operation profiling. If we come together, bring a pressure. We leave it Hold up the rosaries. This one for Rosemary. Send you anybody, loved ones, bury. Don't hold your nose up to me. Nah, why the f you look at me different like I chose a life I'm living when you help me live? Ain't no love, ain't no peace. Look, how about no war? Ain't no peace, ain't no killing, ain't no grieving. What we all bleed? Red blood, all we need is real love. Treat your girl like a queen. Lady, show your queen love. Build them up, I know it's tough, but this little light of mine. Talk to him, let's see. I'm gonna let it shine. What we gon' do, we gon' let it shine. Yeah, we gon' let it shine. Yeah, we gon' let it shine. I promise y'all. Everywhere I go, what I'm gonna do, I'm just gonna let you know. I'ma let it shine. Yeah, we gon' let it shine. Yeah, we gon' let it shine. Yeah. Thank you. That was nice. That, that was oh. really good. Thank wow. you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, go ahead. All right, Juice Boys. That was good. Appreciate you. Y'all, I'm not saying that. Like, y'all got Thank bars you. for well, days. And y'all have stage presence. You can sing. Thank you. Yeah, he, is, yeah, he so, sings. So, are y'all related? Kind of. Like, we family through. Relationship and love. Yeah, I about to say oh, blood. Okay. Blood couldn't make us no closer. Mm. Okay, okay, because I yours was so descriptive. I was like, oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> like your voice, right? Appreciate so, that. where can people find you? Uh, y'all can find us at the Juice Boys Official. Um, z boys with a Z. Mm -hmm. with a z. Uh, in individually, I'm Juiced Up underscore Z Real. I'm Lucky Seven underscore the MC. Mm -hmm. And I'm King Bird, K Y N G B Y R D underscore life with a Y also. You know, I got to keep the Y's in there. <laughs> but yeah, King Bird, that's who I am. And this is my family. Um, upcoming performances? Yes. Yes, we are going to be at Loud Fest mm -hmm. in November. Uh, so if you check out our page, y'all be seeing the flyer drop for that. We just confirmed yes, that okay, today, actually. Yes, thank, awesome. thank you. Thank you. Thank and, uh, you. Working, juice man. Files out now, man. Yes, sir. Yes. an album. Y'all go check juice that files. out. Yes, okay. please. And uh, what did y'all think about our conversation? I oh. love it. <laughs> yeah. Personally, because I'm kind of going through some criminal stuff right now. Yeah, I was going to say, y'all Yeah, I might have to hit y'all up in the DMs. Okay. Y'all definitely put yeah, me on some job. stuff that yeah. I didn't know. Yeah, I did. Yeah. No, that's, for that's, real. That's, that's how I'm trying like to do. Like when you said yeah. the judge couldn't, the judge can't drop the case. I ain't know that. Hey, yeah, I was I like, yo, that. hold on. Y'all ain't know me. a lot of stuff y'all was talking <laughs> about. That's good. It was a pleasure having y'all. Y'all be a stranger. Oh, so oh nah, we here. Because y'all going to blow up. Don't yeah. be acting nah, like y'all know us now. Nah, for naturally. sure. Nah, we going to Y'all our first podcast yeah. performance. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, for so, real. Especially on the legal matter, I liked how y'all touched on the subject with, you know, Jeffrey and, and Gunner. Mm -hmm. yeah. Because that's what we do, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Just to speak on that, I do agree with y'all on lyrics. You know, it's art. It's a form of art. You're mm -hmm. not going to ask Picasso why he painted that picture. Mm -hmm. You feel me? So, mm -hmm. yeah. Thank I thank y'all for that. Right on. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> this has been Listen Clearly. Check us out next week. <laughs>